Thanks for joining us for today's sermon on the Brick Church Sermon Podcast. My name is Jared Callahan. I'm the lead pastor here at the Brick, and we're so excited that you're going to check out today's message. Our prayer is that each week the message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you connect to God, maybe in a brand new way. We also pray that you connect with us as a community, that it doesn't stop just with your connection with God, but it gives you an opportunity to connect with the people at the Brick Church. So don't hesitate to reach out. Let's jump into today's message. All right, so if you're new with us, uh, we are in a series called Back to John, but you don't have to be caught up to catch up. Uh, What we're doing is we're going verse by verse through the Gospel of John, um, and we've done it throughout the year. In between other series, we'll come back to John, hence the name, Back to John. Uh, And we're going to finish this thing out at Easter time. So today we're going to finish this portion of the series, and then we're going to come back to it and lead up to Jesus and the cross and even see Peter's redemption there at the end of the Gospel of John. But today we're in John 14. And in John 14, uh, we're getting to the last few hours of Jesus' life. And so if you know someone is about to pass or someone themselves knows they're going to pass, the words that they say are impactful right? They're, they're different. They have, they carry a different weight because you know, I need to tell you some of the most important things I'm going to tell you. If I know I have a short amount of time, I'm going to lean in and try to give you my, the, the best of my attention. I'm going to try to give you as much wisdom as I can. And I think Jesus is doing that even to a, a further degree here um, in the last few chapters. So in John chapter 14, we're going to take a look at a verse that you've probably heard before. If you grew up in church any length of time, you've heard this. And then we're going to try to add some color to it, some context to it, some implications to what it might mean for our daily life. Um, so let's take a look at this verse in John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Now I think Uh, the way we see it black and white is we usually see these verses and think that I need to believe in Jesus. He's the way. And so if I want to make it to heaven, he's my ticket to heaven. He's the truth. And and I need to trust his truth. And and he has life itself in his hands. And those things are accurate. If I want to get to heaven, I need to believe in Jesus. But I think there's more context to what he's actually saying. I think there's a, maybe we're going to take a black and white picture and add some color to it and really see how that belief should turn up in action. Um, And so Jesus in verse six is answering some questions that show up from his conversation starting in verse two through four. Let's take a look at that. Verses two through four, John chapter 14 says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So if I'm honest, feels like Jesus is being kind of confusing, right? Like I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to come back for you, but you know where I'm going. Like wink, wink, go ahead and follow. Like, do you want me to follow? Am I supposed to stay and wait? Like, right? Is it kind of like, which one you want? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so Jesus seems to be a little bit confusing. Many times this has been translated in my, ho- in my father's house, there's many mansions. Turns out that's kind of a bad translation. If you were looking forward to a mansion in heaven and it's a deal breaker, I'm so sorry. Um, it doesn't say mansion. It actually says room. So if it's like, don't leave yet. Maybe there's more to the story. It's really worth it to be there. Maybe the mansion wasn't the whole sales pitch for you, I hope. Um, but there's rooms um, in heaven. The imagery here is, and, and the, the, the word mansion is important because the imagery. The imagery here is a room or a space. There's a place for you. And for me, just having a place in heaven is enough for me, right? I'm just glad if I make it, all right? I know some of you are going to have a lot of crowns, and I'm just going to be excited if I get there. I don't care if fire is still burning on my coattail. I make it in, 
I'm there. I'm good. What do I need to do? Sweep in heaven? I'm cool. Just so I make it, that's all I need. Uh, and so there's days where there's questions. Just ask my wife. Um, and so today, what, what he's saying, the imagery here is the imagery of someone that is proposing. He's, he's using imagery that they would have understood. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my father's house and I'm gonna prepare a place for you. Because what would take place in the first century in Jewish customs is they would go to a woman that they wanted to marry. A man would say, I would like for you to marry me. And she would say, okay, deal. And he would leave. Isn't that a fun way to propose? That, what if we did that today? Will you marry me? Cool. See you later. I'm out. But no, no, no. They knew what was happening. He wasn't leaving. He's going to go to his father's house. It's an agricultural society, and it was multi-generational. And so you were building houses that were for multiple generations. You were thinking long-term. And so when he proposed, if she said yes, she knew that he was going to his father's house, hence the scriptures, to prepare a spot. It might mean that they had to add on to the house, depending on what the house looked like. It might mean it take him six to 12 months to add on to the house. It might mean that she, he needed to clear up space for other family members that have gone on. So we need to decorate and get a space for our family within this multi-generational house. So when I go to prepare a place for you, he's saying, listen, this is, this is imagery of me preparing a spot for you that you're going to be joined into the family. This is imagery of the place that you have in heaven, the place that you have in the Father's house. And then it's kind of confusing, right? And then Thomas asks the question, right? The question that I, I think Thomas doesn't get enough credit. We always call him Doubting Thomas, but I think Thomas is asking the real question. Thomas is like, which way? That's all I need to know. I don't need all this confusing engagement talk. Do I follow? Do I not? Which way do I go? That's, that, I think that's a valid question for Thomas, who has been following Jesus for three years, to ask Jesus, just tell me where to go. You know, don't, don't talk about marriage. Don't give me another metaphor. I don't need another parable. You're talking about ending your life, your life being over. Could you just tell me which way? And this is Jesus' response that we see in verse 6. Verse 6 is where Jesus responds. Jesus answered, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm the way. You want to know which way? I'm the way. And this phrase of the way is what I want to talk about for a moment. The, the idea of the way that Jesus is saying, I, I'm the way. You want, to you want to find out and you want to meet the Father? Follow the way. The, the phrase the way, the, the, the idea that Jesus is the way, one, is one that gets carried over into Acts. In the book of Acts, the early church is called the way. Before they're called Christians, before they're called anything else, before they even reach the Gentiles, before they do anything else, they're called the way. When in Acts 9, um, Saul, who later becomes Paul, when Saul is given orders to, to kill Christians, they don't say go kill Christians. It says go kill the followers of the way. Go kill the followers of the way. This idea of being the way, that he is the way, that he, his, his direction is the way, that idea became so inundated into their language, into their culture, that that's how they got called. So much so that Paul, when he converts, right? If you know the story to all, Saul becomes Paul. He gets converted to Christianity. And when he goes to give his defense in Acts chapter 24, he says, I'm a follower of the way. So it seems to be that they, they actually accept the description. It's not just a description that the Jewish leaders are placing on them, but one that they accept. And no, we're followers of the way. Which way? His way. Which direction? His direction. Which truth? His truth. Which life? His life. It was not just a belief system anymore. It wasn't just, so I know some of us as Christians may have decided that we need to believe in Jesus and we don't choose to follow his ways. 
right? You've seen Christians, like maybe not you guys. Let's talk about other people. Maybe other churches have people in their church that believe in Jesus, but don't follow his ways. Some of us have been tricked in Christianity into believing that our salvation is found in what we believe, and it has nothing to do with what we do. When in reality, what we do reflects what we believe. You can say all day you believe in something. You can tell me all day long it's going to rain. I believe it's going to rain. I think it's going to rain. I know it's going to rain. But if you don't bring a poncho or an umbrella, I don't believe that you believe that. Right? And for many of us, we think it's just a mental ascent. Well, he is the son of God, and he knows what's best for our life, and he is the life, and he is the way, but I'm also going to do whatever I want to do. Right? Many of us do that, and Jesus is saying, no, no, the, the color, the picture of what he's painting for us when he says, I'm the way in the context of what he's saying, follow me, he is about to die on the cross. He is showing you the action steps of what it means to believe in me. If you want to believe in me, then you follow my ways because I'm the way. And so Thomas asks a question, hey, which way? And then he answers talking about, you want to get to the Father, it's going to be through me. And Philip has another great question, which I think is valid. We don't give them enough cre credit for their questions sometimes. Philip is like, show us the Father and we'll believe. And here's Jesus' response in verse 12 of, of John 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. You want to see the Father, follow the way. Follow the way. Not, not a directional way, but a lifestyle. He doesn't say like, if you believe in me, you'll have peace all the time and you won't ever have to worry. He doesn't say if you believe in me, then you'll have correct theology and you'll write great books and you'll read great books and you'll understand all the things that you need to understand about the way the world works. No, no, no. If you believe in me, you'll do what I do. You'll do what I do. And our, our actions reflect what we believe. And if we don't follow the way, then we don't actually believe. And so he's saying, follow my way. Which way did he go? Which way did, you, which way did he go? Which way did he go, right? I don't know what that's from. That was ADD, brought to you by ADD in that moment. Um, and so Jesus is saying, follow my way. Follow, follow my path. And what Jesus is setting them up to see, they've been following for three years. Like, we've been following, what are you talking about? And he's setting them up to the, the, the ultimate, the precipice, the final outcome of him living a sacrificial life of him choosing to follow a way that is really hard to follow. And he's setting up a, a basically a dichotomy, meaning two opposite ways, a fork in the road. You gotta pick, you're going left or you're going right. Which way are you gonna go? Are you gonna go my way or the world's way? It's not just a ticket to heaven. It is a ticket to heaven, but it's not just that. It's a ticket to heaven on earth. It's a, it's a ticket to live in heaven's way now. It's a, tic it's a ticket to seeing what heaven has here and now and also what it has for eternity. Which way are you going to follow? He sets up a split. And the split is the world's way or his way. And today I want to challenge you to follow the way. Not the world's way, but his way. I'm going to challenge you to see the, the, the stark contrast between the two directions. The world sets you up for a direction and a way to live life. And many of us are trying to merge them together. And Jesus is saying, absolutely not. If you believe in my way, these are the things you do. If you believe in the world's way, this is the thing you do. And he's saying, this is the direction I'm taking you. If you want to see the Father, if you want to see heaven, if you want to see truth, if you want to see life, you'll follow my way. Now, as Christians, we have decided his way is best. 
We have decided that if we follow Jesus, we came to a spot in our life where we're like, I just don't have it all together. I need a savior. I'm lost and I need to be found. I need something that I, I am not good enough on my own. And we acknowledged his way was best. And sometimes we, we try to merge the two and we try to have both. I want to do my way and his way. I want to follow his way in some things, my way in some things. And Jesus doesn't give us that option. He's saying, trust my way. See, the world w- would try to tell you that the thing that you need is power, right? And it's so tempting. I'm, I'm like, this is hard to understand because everything in our being wants to follow the world's way. That's why it's so far hard to follow Jesus because everything in our human nature trusts the world's way. And the world says, get power. The world says, get control. Like, why wouldn't you? It's kind of absurd to even think about it. If you have the opportunity to get power, get power. You don't want anybody to control you. You don't want anybody to, to, to hurt you. Just get power. Get titles at your job. Get titles in your home. Get titled wherever you're at and get power and control. If you can do it financially, do it. If you can do it physically, do it. Whatever way you can get power. If you can emotionally manipulate people, do that too. Just whatever you have to do, just get power. Don't let anybody control you. That's the world's way. And Jesus' way is to serve. See, we saw last week that he knelt down and served. He, he knelt down and served the person that was about to betray him, that he knew was about to betray him, and yet he served anyways. He gave up power when he had all the power. He sacrificed when he didn't have to. The world's way says get power, get control, dominate the world, dominate whatever you have to. His way says serve. You want to be first? Okay, be last. If you want to be greatest in the kingdom, okay, serve. Those, those, those don't work together. You have to choose which one you trust, the power of this world or the power of serving. The, the world would tell you to, to make sure that you get paid, right? Make sure whatever you do, what you're, there's a certain price tag on it, that you find out what your value is per hour or per year, and you get as much as you can at all times. And why wouldn't you? It makes, it per, it makes perfect natural sense that why would you leave any money left on the table at all? If you can get more money, that gives you more freedom, that gives you more control, why not get paid? And yet his way says to sacrifice, to be generous, to tithe, to give offerings, to be a generous person, to look for opportunities to make sacrifices for other people. Financially with your time. No, 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 wait, wait, no, I'm not going to waste my time. I got to get mine. I got too much stuff to do. Me and my four and no more. We got to take care of things. I got stuff I've got to do. I got to make sure I got to have a certain house, a certain car. And he's saying, no, 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 trust, trust me. Trust that I, I, I took care of the lilies of the field. I'll take care of you. Trust that I, that I counted the hairs on your head. Trust that, I, that if I'm watching two sparrows and one of them falls, that I'm watching that, that I'm definitely watching you. No, no, I've got to control it. I've got to have it. I've got to keep it. And he's saying, you, you can't have it both ways. You either decide with your life, you trust me or you trust the world. And with our life, not, not with our ideas, not with our philosophies, but with our life, our action steps reflect what we actually believe. The world would tell you, you only live once, right? I don't even say that anymore. YOLO. I don't know what the new one is. YOLO. You only live once, right? The world has some version of it with every generation. Uh, a few generations back, it was hold my beer, right? It was like, let's see what stupid thing I can get away with. Um, someone mentioned one, ain't scared. I guess it was on the back of some trucks. Ain't scared. Just whatever sentiment we have to get the most out of life, right? You only live once. Let's get it done. Let's do this thing. Let's fill in the blank. And this, is, this life right now, get the most out of it that you possibly can. That's the world's way. Get everything you can. Take every chance you can. Do all the things that you want to do in this life because you only live once. And he says, die to yourself. Die to all your dreams, all your desires, and trust that mine are better. Trust that I have better dreams for you than you have for yourself. 
Trust that following me and bringing heaven to earth now and living my way now so much better than everything this world has to offer. All the trips, all the cars, all the houses, all the people you can be around, all the fame and the fortune, all the things that your physical nature is like, yes, that would be so much fun. And yet we've seen over and over again, it never satisfied. Just, I mean, rich people across the board seem, it's just never enough. I just need another million. I just need a little bit more fame. If I can get a TikTok and an Instagram and I can be famous, let's do all the things. And it seems to never satisfy. You're never fulfilled unless you figure out that way doesn't work, but his way does. And I can trust him. And he brings life. He brings peace. He brings joy. He brings all the things. The world's way tells you never to let anyone walk on you. Don't let anybody get one over on you. Let's use Old Testament if we have to, eye for an eye. Someone comes at me, I'm going to come at them. We're going to trash talk, I will take you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to let you out trash talk me. We're going to keep it going until I hurt your feelings. And if you cry, that's on you because you're soft. That was your bad. That's the world's way. Like, do whatever you have to do to make sure no one gets one on you. His way says to forgive. To let them have it. It's a a free choice. To let them not have punishment, to let them talk trash, and to choose his way because you actually believe his way is better. And that's really what we're asking. Today, we're asking with your life, do you believe with your actions, do you show that you believe that you trust the way, that you're a follower of the way? Or if I looked at your bank account, I looked at your calendar, I looked at your life, I looked at your emotions, I looked at your reactions, would your life reflect that you follow the world's way? Which way do you follow? And see, what happened is all the disciples followed him for three years. For three years they followed him, and they don't get it. I mean, if anything, for me, if there's any more, uh, uh, better evidence for the gospel and what Jesus did and evidence that Jesus was who he said he was and that he died on the cross and he rose again, it's the reaction of the disciples. I mean, their reaction, it, it goes from guys who are uneducated, who know nothing, who, who aren't doing anything influential into people who change the world. And they changed the world because they went all in following the way. See, one of the disciples was Judas. He took himself out. Out of the 11, 10 out of the 11 died just like Jesus. Died a martyr's death, sacrificing their life because they really believed the way was better the way that brings heaven to earth, the way that helps other people see who God is, the goodness of God. They all, 10 out of the 11 died. The 11th one was John. And you might be thinking, well, what happened to him? Well, he, he got boiled in oil. That's what happened to him. He didn't die though. He got to live through that. How fun is that? Right? Like, let me die. And then sent to Patmos, the island of Patmos, and wrote Revelation. So he may have died a natural death, but it wasn't a very fun natural death. It wasn't a fun process because he also knew the way was better. The sacrifice was better. Whatever it took, the way was better. And so it's, the thing is, it's hard. It's not an easy thing Jesus asks you. That's why it's so hard to follow Jesus because you can know all day long the right thing to do, but actually getting yourself to do it is difficult. To, like it's easy to talk about on Sunday, but on Monday it's a little, di- a little bit different. When you come in, everybody's got an attitude at work. It's a little bit different on Wednesday when your kids talk back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit different when life shows up and you've got to decide which way to follow. Some of you, we keep talking about the way, some of you might nerd out with me for a minute and be thinking about the Mandalorian, right? There's a show called The Mandalorian. It's in the Star Wars universe. Just give me a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nerdy for a few of us. The rest of you can check out for a moment. In The Mandalorian, uh, there are, there's a character. There's a bunch of characters, and they're all Mandalorians, and they follow the way. They say, this is the way. That's the statement. This is the way. 
And most of the time they're saying this is the way, it's because they're following rules that aren't easy to follow. What are we going to do? This is the way. How are we going to do it? This is the way. Is this what we do? This is the way. And they're, they're making statements about what they're going to do even when it doesn't feel good to do it. And maybe some of us need to take that on. That we have things in our life that's like, this does not feel right. It doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it. But it's the way of Jesus, so I'll do it. This is the way. Yeah, I don't really want to. I just, if I could just, I mean, a little bit more. If I could just get a little bit. This is the way. I'll trust your way, Jesus. Even when it doesn't feel good, I'll trust you over my emotions. I'll choose to trust you. And, and I get it. I get that it's difficult. But I'm, ta- I'm challenging you to believe that the way is good and the way is right even when it doesn't feel right, that you believe Jesus more than you do your own emotions. And see, the disciples um, followed the way when it was difficult. The, the disciples not only did it, but even their followers did it. There's a guy named Stephen who is being stoned to death. And while he's being stoned to death, with, with stones pelting him, he, he prays to heaven that they, don't, that they are forgiven for what they're doing. Don't blame them. Don't hold on their account while they're murdering him. That's just the way is difficult, right? Like, that, that sounds so absurd to me that Stephen can make that kind of forgiveness in the middle of it. Now listen, I, I've, had, I've had people in my life that I've worked on forgiving, and they did maybe 1% of what they did to Stephen to me. And I'm still, like, will wrestle with forgiveness for those people. So the idea that I can follow the way so closely that I would choose in the moment, in the very moment, to choose to forgive, to choose the way right there, and today I would challenge you to just start. I get that it's hard. I get that it's difficult. Just start. You may not know and may not understand all the ways that you're going to get there, but start following the way in one way. Just find one area of your life today where you go, you know what? I'm going to follow the way. I'm going to follow the way with my finances. I'm going to follow the way with the way I forgive. I'm going to follow the way with the way I love. I'm going to choose to serve. I'm going to figure out at least a singular step because like we said last week, it's not about that you've already arrived somewhere. It's about who you're becoming the destination of where, wherever you start, just get a little better than you were yesterday. Just year over year that you're progressing into the way so that you can become a person that follows the way. I don't, I don't think it happens overnight. Most of us want to, to just wake up and just make this, this big decision like, I'm gonna be a martyr for my faith. I'm gonna, do, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. If somebody shows up and they're like, do you believe in Jesus? I'm gonna say, yes, I believe in Jesus. I'm gonna die for my faith. I'm gonna do that thing. I don't think that's how it works. I think the person who grew into the, pers- the type of person who can say yes and sacrifice their, sacrifice their life was sacrificing their life daily before it ever started. It was a Sunday morning when you just didn't want to get up and you said, this is the way. It was somebody who tried to hurt you and you chose, this is the way I'll forgive you. It was all the ways in which you say, you know what, I would love to make more money, but I'm not going to sacrifice my family. This is the way. I would love to get a title at my job, but I know I'm going to have to do things that I don't believe in in order to get that. This is the way. So I'm going to choose the way over and over and over again. And here's the deal. There are so many things about this that I can't do. Now listen, if you need to find another church with a better pastor, I get it. We'll give you a list of great churches in town that we love and we support. But if I'm honest, this is one of the hardest things in the world because there's so many things for me that I look at and I go, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like I just... I can't, I can't make that happen. I'll give you an example. I don't know if I would die for my faith well. I'm, I'm kind of a wuss, all right, if I'm honest. I'm just gonna be honest with you. There's more things you don't like about your pastor. I don't like pain, right? I'll give you an example. Uh, when, I was a st- when I was a student pastor, um, we were sitting around a table playing card games, 
and I'm a, I'm a youngest of, of three, okay, and um, we don't, we, we just fight. That's all we do. We don't know how to respond. We don't know um, correct emotional responses to things. We just have to fight for our lives growing up, so that's what we do. Pain happens, we fight, and so one of my student leaders was an adult, and she thought it'd be funny because I had shorts on to pull my leg hair, just like real playful, ha, 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 and I'm kind of a wuss, so the second I felt pain, I just punched her. No. <laughs> Not in the face, not in the face. I didn't think about it. I didn't even have a, ch- a chance to think about it. I just immediately punched her as hard as I could in the arm. And like her eyes watered and she looked at me with just this disappointment. Like, why would you do that? Like, I was just playing around. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Just like youngest child response. Like pain hits me and I respond. I chose the way of violence. I didn't chose the way, choose the way of Jesus in that moment. So in that moment, like I know like, oh, this is gonna be hard. It's going to be hard to follow. If leg hair makes you respond like that, how well are you going to respond to someone coming at you with your faith, right? I'm such a wuss. Like if something hurts my tummy, I don't eat that food again because I don't want to feel pain. That's the kind of wuss I am. And yet I've got to figure out how to follow Jesus in this hard, difficult way. And that might sound silly, but in all honesty, following the way is difficult. I would say that I need Jesus to follow the way. That The whole point of the gospel is how we can't follow the way on our own. The whole point of what he's saying, we need Jesus to follow Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to give us the power and the courage to trust the way when we don't want to and everything in our being does not want to trust the way that everything in this world is telling us that this way is better. Do this thing, get power, get money, get control. And Jesus is saying, no, sacrifice, love, forgive. And I I really think you need the Holy Spirit for that. I think you need him every day of your life to trust him, to not fight back, to choose the way of love and forgiveness, to choose to, to not enact violence when you have the chance to, to choose to, to be faithful to those you've committed to. And it sounds like, yeah, of course I would, until your marriage seems like it's falling apart. And it seems like there's, only, there's, there's one more person that would love me if I would just do this. And you go, no, 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 this is the way. I'm gonna love my spouse well. This is the way when we're fighting, I'm going to forgive. This is the way I'm going to apologize first. This is the way when it's difficult, we choose the way. And those aren't easy things to do. We choose it anyways because we need him and we come back to him. We go, God, help me. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can forgive. God, I don't know if I can tithe. That's too much. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can give offerings. But I don't, that's too much. Jesus, help me to trust you more than I trust my money. Help me to trust your accounting more than I trust my own accounting. Help me to trust you with money more than I trust my own self with money. Help me to trust you when, when he starts to challenge us to fast. We're like, listen, I'm hungry. Just thinking about fasting makes me hungry, right? That's when I need Jesus, is to recognize his way really is a better way. And we'll just start. We just start with a daily dying to ourself, right? I don't, I don't need you to go find an opportunity to go overseas and die for your faith just yet. Maybe you'll do that one day, but let's just start today. Let's just start with our finances, with our marriage, with our kids, with our work. Let's just start dying to the world's way and living to the way. Because what I believe is the promise that Jesus tells. The promise Jesus opens up with is that there is room for you. And then if you'll follow the way, there's room for others. That's the beauty of this story. The the reason we follow the way is because we believe it's the right way and we believe it opens up heaven. We believe it brings heaven to earth. If we follow the way, we believe it opens up space and that there's room for us at the cross. There's room for us with the Father. There's room for us at the Father's house, but there's also room for others. See, he went to prepare a way and he challenges us to prepare a way as well. See, Philip asked the question, show me the Father. Where's the Father at? And we don't see Philip again until later on in Acts. 
Later on in Acts, Philip gets to see the Father, in my opinion. This is how Philip sees the Father, not, not in heaven, but on earth. He sees the heart of the Father. Like, Philip, I think, gets it finally. He shows up, and, and he's led by the Holy Spirit to the spot where there's an Ethiopian eunuch. This Ethiopian eunuch would have been an outsider to the Jewish faith, and yet, inside of his carriage, inside of where he's traveling with, he's, he has a scroll that has Isaiah in it. Just the book of Isaiah, which would have been really expensive in his day. He was already educated since he could read. That wasn't very common in their day. So this guy knows some stuff. And one of the things he knows as an Ethiopian eunuch is that he's not Jewish. There are ways for Egyptians to become Jewish, but as a eunuch, he can't fully integrate into the faith. That's what he knows. He knows that. He's been to the temple. He recognizes, like, I can read the book of Isaiah, but I can't really fully be in the temple, be fully a part of the religion that I love so much. And Philip shows up. He's like, hey, you're reading Isaiah. Do you know what that means? And the eunuch's like, no, nah, <laughs> I need somebody to help me. And so he starts interpreting. He shows him Philip, uh, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is a prophecy about Jesus. And he says, what does this mean? Is this about Isaiah or somebody else? And Philip explains, you know, this is about Jesus. This is about the way. This is about what he did, the sacrifice, that he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. This is about him and how he made a way for us. And he's like, all right, I believe you. He's like, all right, you want to be baptized? So immediately, the Ethiopian eunuch gets baptized. And what he would have known and understood about Isaiah as he's reading it and understanding what it's saying is a guy that was an outsider to the faith, that believed it was true but still couldn't be fully integrated. Now there was space for him. Because Isaiah 56 explicitly says, where the eunuch no longer was allowed to be in the temple, Isaiah 56, when the prophecy is fulfilled, the eunuch is fully integrated. It says in Isaiah 56, the eunuch can come into, the strangers in the land and the eunuchs explicitly can now enter the temple and be fully integrated. There was, a, there was space for you. See, he got to see the father and see the father's house because the father's house made space. There was room for Philip in the father's house. And there was room for the eunuch in the father's house. And the beauty of the way is it makes space. It opens up the rooms. It opens up the spot for other people because the way the, 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 the world and the sin and the destruction of this world only creates competition and more need to fight each other, right? If you have, if you give up, if you, it, it produces what it is. If you always are using the world's way and trying to get power, then somebody else is trying to take power from you. That's the way it works. It's just gonna keep happening. It's gonna be an eye for an eye and the whole world's gonna be blind. But Jesus' way has more people serving, more people loving, and there's space for everyone. There's space for everyone. The, the people you thought were hopeless, the people that didn't have a spot, now there's a spot. Because that's what the Father's house is all about, is making room for more people. That's what the way does. It opens up the floodgates of all that we can be and do, and it produces more. That's why it brings heaven to earth. And it's so shocking to the world. It's so opposite, right? He's setting up like this massive dichotomy of Rome's way in their day. Rome is getting power and control and he's saying, no, there's another way. Like, and unless you see it, it's just unbelievable. Like that doesn't make sense, Jesus. Of course, we're not gonna understand you if we're your disciples until we see you have the power of life and death. And you defeated death, so now I know your way's right. And now what we see is because that way is so, so powerful, we, we choose to believe that the way of Jesus destroys all the ways of this world, that it wins every single time. Even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it's hard to believe, it wins every single time. I'll tell you what, uh, a time at one. 2006, there was a, a, a man with some major mental health issues, showed up to an Amish schoolhouse. 
showed up, took hostages, killed five girls, and injured five more, and then took his own life. Just, just had some major stuff. He left uh, suicide notes for his wife and kids. There was a whole, whole host of questions of what took him to the spot. He had lost a child years earlier. Had he had done some stuff in his past that led him to this place? There was all these questions. How did this happen? But what shocked the world was the response of the Amish. They showed up that week. The news reporters, all the questions showed up that very week. And one of the grandfathers of the girl who's dead said, we must not think evil of this man. And another father noted, he had a mother and a wife and a soul. Now he's standing before a just God. They immediately forgave. Before they buried their own kids, they chose to forgive. And they're like, how can you forgive like that? They said, that's just what we do. They might say it like we would say it. This is the way. It's just what we do. Not easy, but it's what we do. This is the way. Shock the world. And they, they went a step further. The world's like, how can you forgive? That sounds great, but how do you do that? They, they met with uh, the, the, the parents of the shooter. Talked with them, and there was a news report of, of one of the Amish men holding the father of the shooter in his arms for over an hour while he wept. They forgave in action. And then they asked if they could be at the funeral. I mean, they were just doing a graveside because they didn't want any publicity. They were, just, they were just so ashamed of their family that he did that. They didn't want any publicity. And the Amish decided to show up. And the mom walked over that hillside and saw 30 Amish people there at the graveside to love and to support them and to forgive. There was all this controversy about why would they forgive? Why would they choose to forgive? What, that doesn't even make any sense. How can you even forgive? He didn't even ask for forgiveness. There's a lot of controversy about what forgiveness is. And someone wrote this about the Amish. The Amish willingness to forgo vengeance does not undo the tragedy or pardon the wrong, but rather constitutes a first step toward a future that is more hopeful. See, if the Amish choose to respond with hatred, the world gets more hatred. But their choice of forgiveness is so shocking, it opens space for more. More grace for the family, more grace for his kids, more grace for his wife. It opens space for there to be love, and it is so shocking. And I'm not about to be Amish, but I am going to follow the way. It is so shocking that their life is, is reflected in a people that believe with their actions that the way produces something, that it means something, that we don't just get to react on our emotions, but we believe the world is a better place, that we can draw heaven to earth when we choose to follow the way. And I believe you have heaven in your hands. You have heaven in you. You have divinity that God has placed inside of you with the Holy Spirit, and you are called to bring heaven to earth now. Not just get your ticket to heaven and get there, but bring heaven here now, and that happens by following the way. And so today, my challenge is that you just start. You start somewhere. Somewhere in your life, you choose to reject the world's way and trust his way and find out that that's how you really see the Father. Let's pray. We're so glad you joined us for today's message. Our prayer is that God got the message you needed most today. If you're still here joining us and you're looking for an opportunity to connect to the Brick Church through giving, you can do that by texting the word BRICK to 45888. That's the word BRICK to 45888. The first time you do that, it's going to send you a link, give you the opportunity to connect that number to a credit card, debit card, or bank account. And as you connect with us and we partner together to reach people, we pray that God blesses you in your giving.